Hello, my name is Nancy Imms. I'm with Polished. Glad to be here today. And I have a quote I'd like to share. It's about uh, the ability to do anything you want. And it's about confidence. So if you believe in yourself, anything is possible. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Are you stressed about holiday gifting? Don't be. With Loop and Ty, giving great gifts is simple. Here's how it works. You choose a curated collection of stylish, artisan-made gifts at prices from $10 to $500 per gift. Then your recipients get to choose their own gift from the collection that you send. Go to loopandtie.com and use promo code leader assistant. That's all caps, two words, leader assistant to get 20% off. And yes, they do ship internationally. So visit loopandtie.com and use the code leader assistant for 20% off. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and today I'm very excited to be speaking with Nancy Ems. Nancy is the founder of Polished, and we'll get into more about what Polished is and how she uh, helps leaders. But Nancy, thanks for being on the show, first of all. Well, it's my pleasure, Jeremy. I'm thrilled to be here. And what part of the country are you in? I'm in the smack of the Midwest, St. Louis, Missouri. Very nice. Well, um, as many know, I was in St. Louis for 16 years or so of my life uh, up until last year. And so I just moved back to Kansas City, Missouri, but still in Missouri. So it's always fun to interview a fellow Missourian. So um, welcome. Thank you. I, I'm glad that you you feel the same way about St. Louis. <laughs> it's a great place, as is Kansas City. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your career, um, how you maybe what your first job was and then kind of how you transition into um, your experience and what you learned and why you started Polished. Okay, sure. That sounds great. So, yes, I started my career right out of the gate uh, after graduating from the University of Missouri, which is in Columbia. Uh, they have a great journalism school, and I was uh, a graduate of the journalism school. So my first real job was an editorial assistant for St. Louis Magazine. I have had other jobs, you know, waitressing and busing, tables, etc. But this is sort of was on my path to my career uh, as a uh, an as a editorial assistant for St. Louis Magazine, I was responsible for checking, for you know, proofreading, ensuring that the copy was clean, there were no typos or grammar mistakes. Um, and they also gave me a column, which was uh, a monthly column. The magazine was out every month. And I maintained this, it was called Touts at the time. And it was getting different... Um, products from different stores and touting those uh, in hopes that people would, you know, frequent or visit these small businesses, as well as, hate to say this, because there's always advertising involved with the magazine, um, potentially advertising for the magazine. So that was my first my first job. And chasing police cars and fire trucks after that came as a reporter for uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I worked for the Dallas Morning News and really just kind of 
did everything that a, a reporter would do. I have this, this penchant for curiosity. I like to ask questions. I like to get to the root of a problem. And so it really worked well in, in my career. But as I was growing in, in age, if you will, I also was starting a family. And not that the reporter gig is not a good good job because it gave me great satisfaction and I was passionate about it. But I, I needed to kind of transition to where maybe it was a little more financially rewarding. And so I left that, that the reporting or the media uh, sector to work in the marketing and communications arena. And still using my skill set of writing and communicating, but just focusing on uh, kind of in that marketing space. And so I, I did that and I've and, um, had the fortunate experience of working with various uh, administrative assistants, executive assistants, office assistants, office admins, etc. And really grew this kinship with them. Uh, and it's funny now that I'm, uh, you know, into seven years of my own, having my own uh, consulting practice as a professional development consultant, I, it's, it's, it's strange or wacky, if you will, of how things just kind of come full circle. I have found a niche with admins and executive assistants. Not only do I connect well with them, I feel like I really um, have this appreciation and empathy, but I have great relationships with lots of different organizations and get get to travel to various conferences. I do blogging for various trade orgs, etc. So um, it's kind of a long-winded answer, uh, Jeremy, but starting off as a journalist and then transitioning into the marketing communication space and then landing um, kind of finally, finally, finally listening to my fire in my belly. This, this fire was becoming an inferno. Nancy, start your own business. You want to do this, do it. I had this fear, just like all of us, we have, you know, no risk, no reward, so to speak. But also, golly, I was getting insurance, health insurance through my company. I had a great assistant who had my back. I had a 401k. I had a steady paycheck, you know, all these wonderful things that we can take for granted. But this, this, this noise inside me was becoming to the point where I really needed to, to stop and, and pay close attention to really what was going to be meaningful in my life. So I launched Polished, uh, like seven years ago, roughly. And my biggest regret and I'm saying this for, for future entrepreneurs, or I know you juggle lots of balls and have different um, things going on and, you know, different businesses, Jeremy, going on. Don't, don't not do it, right? The net will be there. Jump. The net will be there is what I like to tell people. Yes, there's always a job that we could go to if we fail. But if we don't really listen to our heart and what, what our passion is, uh, then sometimes we'll, we'll be at that point in our life where we'll have a regret. So, yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, the short version of your, uh, story and career. Um, tell us uh, maybe a couple stories or, um, about your experience working with executive assistants. Sure. Well, as you, as you know, Jeremy, <laughs> preaching to the choir here, Executive assistants are are the pulse. They're the heartbeat of an organization. They're the ones who not only focus on the the, the now factors, things that have to be done today, uh, scheduling, making sure that 
you know, invoices are sent out, expenses are paid, etc. Um, so I've, I, I, before I launched Polished, I was w- working for a fairly large uh, healthcare organization based in um, St. Louis, but they were all over the Midwest. And I was I was the VP of uh, marketing and branding for the foundations, and they had at the time they've since grown because they've purchased more hospitals. But at the time there were over 19 uh, foundations within the um, hospital system, and so I had the uh, the privilege of working with an, a rock star of an admin, um, and she she was the type of person that could anticipate your needs before you even asked her. So um, working with, and, and I've, you know, before that, obviously I've, in, in my career, I've had the privilege of working with other admins. My experiences, quite frankly, are, they're the can-do people. Most of them have this, this, this level of, just give it to me and I'll get it done. You know, just very assertive, um, detailed oriented, high level of respect for people. And you don't often see that today, you know, with COVID, obviously we're so much in the virtual space, but even face to face before COVID, before the pandemic, you know, people can get, you know, our tempers could flare, but it seems like the admins always maintained this level of respect, this decorum, um, where really their soft skills always were, they raise the bar mm-hmm. um, most always um, in the workplace. So I have great I have great experiences working with admins. Yeah. Nice. So tell us about uh, let's let's kind of go over a couple different topics. On speaking of soft skills, emotional intelligence. So I talk about emotional intelligence in my book uh, briefly and how I believe it's a key part for assistants to future-proof themselves um, as more and more automation takes away some of those um, repetitive tasks that we all do, but specifically that assistants do. Um, you know, emotional intelligence is one way to stand out and future-proof yourself because um, hum- being human is becoming more and more important in the automated age that we're in. So could you tell us just to um, share some tips on how we can develop our emotional intelligence? Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. Yes, and thank you, Jeremy. I, like you look at emotional intelligence as sort of the apex of leadership skills. And I really love um, the theories and the principles behind Daniel Goleman. He is, if you will, the 21st century guru of emotional intelligence, this behavioral psychologist who um, really outlines the, these five leadership domains um, that, that help 
you know, elevate you to a higher level of leadership. And so one of them is this area of self-awareness. Self-awareness and empathy um, are two of these top leadership skills that most admins possess. And it's interesting because they're the ones who, you know, as you know, wear all the hats uh, often in their job. And they are so self-aware in their job skills, that's their confidence, their emotions, their triggers, uh, that they they are almost cloning um, themselves to their boss. In other words, they, their manager, whomever, they're the ones who, who knows how their boss, based on the, their boss's emotions or just their his or her demeanor, they're the ones who can tweak their behavior, right? Their emotions to enable to have, you know, this, this, this conversation that is clear and and concise. Um, And then the empathy factor, I mean, golly, admins juggle so many tasks. um, And yet they have this, this, this empathy, this compassion to want to help and to be the right-hand man, not only to their direct report, but also to others in the department. I've seen it more often than not, um, which could be a curse sometimes, <laughs> right? It's like learning how to say no in a, in a positive way. But um, emotional intelligence, you know, as you said in your book, it, it's all about the ability to be aware and to manage emotions and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's the ability, ability to moderate your emotions effectively. And I've seen it time and time again, um, we live in a very stressful, competitive global work world today. And it's easy to not practice great self-management or self-regulation skills. But over and over again, um, it's these rock star of admins who know I don't know if there's, you know, their time management skills. They just know how to, um, you know, put things in perspective and not, you know, have a knee-jerk reaction. Hmm. What would you encourage assistants to do when their executive is not very emotional intelligent? <laughs> oh, boy. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and we've all have had experiences, whether they're your boss or a friend or a colleague, whatever, where perhaps, you know, they have zero emotional intelligence and, and you know, that because you want to balance the, the beauty of emotional intelligence. And I'm going to use a quote that David Goldman uses all the time. In essence, we have two brains, one that thinks and one that feels, and you have to have that balance. But if you have, you know, like think of a seesaw, if you have one that's so top heavy and it's just the emotional part, holy cow, that is going to be destructive potentially to your career. And conversely, if, if you flip the teeter totter to the other side and you have one who's just so logical, um, that can be very hard to uh, communicate and, and be productive with somebody because they're not emitting any emotions. They're focused on, you know, logic and, and data and give me the facts and nothing but the facts and, you know, no small talk and all this and that. So it's, it's difficult to, to gain that rapport. So when you work with somebody who has zero emotional intelligence, um, and that tells me that they're either very logical or so left brain that 
it's tricky, but there is a way that you that you can you can um, get over this this challenge. And what I would suggest is just with different personalities, like we've all worked with people who are maybe tightly wound or maybe um, very blunt or direct. You have to almost talk their personality styles mirror that personality style because they may not have the 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 breadth of even that even if they're a senior level you know executive or leader they may not know how to turn the switch to a different way so if you if you can and I, I hate to say this but mirror a little bit of their personality then you'll be able to ha- get a better better rapport and better consistency with uh, your with clarity with your communications so basically, give them a taste of their own medicine is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it sounds it sounds awful, but 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 the other thing is, if you, you know, some people like a left brain, and and it's very difficult to talk to somebody who lacks emotional intelligence because empathy. I, I mentioned self awareness and empathy are the two top leadership skills. You wouldn't believe the empathy training that's going on right now in, in that C suite because they're lacking it. And there's become this movement now where we should have empathy in the workplace. And there's, and I don't want to get on a whole different topic, but there, there is all these gender disparities today. For example, you know, if a man cries, he is empathetic. He's compassionate. He's caring. Now, if a woman cries in the workplace, we're out of control. We're emotional. We're hard to deal with, right? And so there's, you know, or even communication skills. If a man was very, you know, assertive, that's polished. That's great. He's getting his message across. People are listening to his every word. But if a woman be was very assertive in her language, then she, you know, I hate to say the B word, but you know, she gets to be, she gets coined bossy or or you know all these negatives that come with it. So there's there's this these gender equality inequalities that happen in, even with soft skills that I think as women we owe it to ourselves to kind of help advocate um, to kind of eradicate those those disparities. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Have you ever seen that, Jeremy? Where you know, if if somebody, perhaps you, for example, were sharing something in an articulate or assertive way, and then a woman chimed in and did the same, she may be a little overbearing, but she's not. She's, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's uh, definitely prevalent in um, corporate America and really the world, but. Yeah, something that uh, especially assistants who are 90, you know, what is it, 97% female um, Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. world uh, have to deal with that all the time. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so that was super helpful. Thank you so much for for sharing. I want to cover two other topics um, before we wrap up. First one is uh, giving feedback. So in, in giving effective feedback, the scenario maybe is you're an executive assistant and you're trying to work well with the chief, chief of staff in the office and um, you have to give some feedback that maybe it's some difficult feedback for the other person to hear, um, mm-hmm. but you want it to be professional and effective. What are, what are some tips on giving effective feedback? 
Yes. So one of the, and I agree with you, difficult conversations are just that (laughs) difficult. Uh, But we haven't really talked about, and I've been using the word assertive, assertive, assertive. When you use, when you speak in the assertive way, um, that, that ultimately allows you to stand up for yourself yet respect others and get that win-win. It's, it's, it's something that uh, most of us don't really take advantage of, but assertive communications, quite frankly, is the way to deliver difficult conversations or any type of communication for that matter. Um, but when you, when you deliver that conversation, there's, there's like three skills, there are three different elements that one should possess. One is the confidence. And you have to come in prepared. You have to come in controlled right? And just like anything, you, 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 you want to be consistent. So life is not always just a bed of roses. We're going to have difficulty times and, and lots of those difficult times require having that tough conversation. So going in with this preparation, and even if you're not confident, um, in yourself, there's lots of ways that you can boost your confidence. And that is through being being prepared, knowing what you're going to say, um, speaking in a controlled, assertive manner. The other, the other part that is very important is to be clear. Um, often we'll we'll talk in circles. We won't want to hurt that person's feelings. Uh, we'll we'll accommodate them, and and because it's a difficult topic, we don't want to have. But if you're clear, that confidence will start to come through, and it's 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 almost like magic. I mean, things just flow fluidly out of your, out of your mouth. And the other, the other way to, um, deliver this is, is being concise. We don't want to ramble. Um, we want to obviously deliver our information, you know, in a, in a controlled manner, like I was saying, but we don't want to go into situations, especially if we know that, um, it could kind of trigger. Now, uh, if we were in a negotiating uh, arena and we, we wanted to, you know, have him look at your side, then of course we'll say things that would trigger, that would create a little trigger moment. But if it's a difficult conversation, you always want to be, you know, respect, empathy, uh, having that self-awareness, thinking about how that person would, would feel right. But always in the, in the assertive way. So being relaxed, keeping your voice relaxed, delivering the information in a calm, controlled way, um, respect, uh, like any other skill, it just, it takes practice, but the toughest part is doing it. But if you go in prepared with the number one rule, chances are that you'll get this, this mutual, Resolve, and it won't be as 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 tough as you thought after the end. Hmm. So, would you recommend like writing out word for word what you're going to say? No, I mean I don't think we want to be. That's the other thing. It's like you know everybody can spot a phony baloney if we're scripted or we're, we're reading from cards. You know, being yourself. Throw away you know your no cards. Remove your spectacles. Focus on that person with eye contact. Talk to them uh, in a way that's authentic you. Being real. Most people will respect that side of you. Of course, we want to, uh, you know, we have to say what's the most difficult thing to say. Now, I'll give you a, a quick little example. I had a, um, uh, a situation where a, a, a teammate of mine who reported to me always would come into my office very upset. It was every single day coming into my office 
and crying, having problems at home, was not unhappy, was unhappy with himself. It was really, um, I had a lot of empathy for him and I felt, um, you know, I felt like I could, I get it. I I was walking in his shoes sometimes. I, I, but when it kept repeatedly happening, I finally had to say to him, and this was a difficult conversation, but I said it in, in a controlled, you know, clear, confident way. And I said, look, Joe, I get it. And I feel for you, but, but your, your work is starting to really slack off here and everybody else is having to pick up, you know, what you, you're not able to manage. So basically I'm going to offer two opportunities here. I'd like you to take a little bit of time off just to kind of get, get things together here, come back in, in, in three days. Okay. And then, um, take advantage, you know, because at the time in in this work setting, we had resources to help, um, you know, with, with counseling or such. And, but, but, and I said, now, we're going to, we're going to do this. You're going to talk to somebody and you're, and you're going to really focus on getting your, your, your mind stronger. But if things aren't working out, I will, will have to, you know, I don't want you to leave, but I may have to put you at a lesser role until you can get back, um, in control. It was a very difficult conversation, especially with his mindset. But as it turned out, um, he did get this, he did seek help. Uh, he ended up getting demoted, which is terrible, but it was the best thing for him. He's happy. He said that was too stressful for him. He did, he couldn't manage all this. Um, he knows he has growth opportunity, but for now he's doing great. And sometimes when you, when you share resources or, or options or alternatives, um, to whatever that topic of discussion is, that opens the door to possibilities of improvement. Love it. So what happens when, or what would you do if it went south? So if, if you go in and you're, you know, you keep it short and sweet, you to the point, uh, professional, mm-hmm. don't let the emotions get into it. But then the other person just flips out. How right. do you, how do you respond in those scenarios? Yeah. Well, again, you have to maintain this assertive, calm, cool, collective person. Um, we don't want to react like that person. You know, we've all had experiences, I'm sure, where we've regretted. Um, that's why I always, I always say, take the 24 hour rule, you know, do not send that email, do not have that conversation, go home, sleep on it. And I guarantee you the next day you will have a whole sense of urgency or not. So take the 24 hour rule. But in this situation, if somebody is really acting, um, you know, in a way that's, you know, not what you expected or just out of control, you might have to say, you know what, this is a timeout. We just need to, I think we need to take time out. Let's, let's, let's talk about this tomorrow or let's set a time next week. Um, because it's clear that, that you're upset and perhaps you're not thinking clearly. I'm happy to continue the conversations, but I think we really need to take a break right now. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, the, the the space taking space when that's the hardest part in my opinion for with most emotional intelligence mm-hmm. is taking space when you just want to like get it out of your system right now. It's like all right, take a deep breath. Yeah, you know, and process that, it and, and respond instead of react. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's the beauty of you know one of uh, Daniel Goldman's uh, leadership domains is self regulation. 
And sometimes if you feel like you're losing control or you're not controlling, you're letting your impulses control you, then, you know, if you're in a meeting, you can say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to excuse myself and just grab some coffee or, um, I'm going to, ask if we can table this discussion for later in the day, you know, go outside, go for a walk, take deep breaths, do some meditation, whatever it is. uh, These are things that will deliberately and effectively help you kind of calm down a bit because you're right. I mean, it's great to to emote these happy, joyous feelings. And, and, you know, when we're so happy for somebody, when we're self, you know, and and that's self, we're not self-regulating. That's okay. You know, somebody passed the bars or, or an admin just, you know, celebrating her birthday. And when somebody bought in a big birthday cake for her, we can be joyous and excited, but it can really, you know, impair or impede your career if you become too emotional and have these reactions that are out of professional line. So we just, we just need to be really mindful of that because it it can really derail your career. Hmm. Yeah. Well said. Well, Nancy, this has been super helpful, and I know it's just the surface of a lot of these issues um, that I know many assistants listening um, are probably really intrigued and want to want to go deeper. Um, but you know, as they say, that's all the time we have on the on the show for today. Um, so, how can people connect with you, reach out to you if they want to dig deeper and, and and learn more? Oh, yes, of course. Well, uh, I invite you to email me. Uh, I'm at nancy at stlpolished, P-O-L-I-S-H-E-D dot com. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email um, or go to my website, which is uh, stlpolished.com. And you can actually send a question through the contact page. I'm very good at responding. I want to help. Uh, I get it. Um, you know, I may not have been an admin, but I get I get the stresses of of real life work. And I would love to be your support. So if you had if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm, I'll be happy to share my two cents. Perfect. Well, we'll put those. Uh, links in the show notes so people can reach out and yeah thanks again uh, enjoy st louis um, on the wow. other side of the state uh, about three go and a half chiefs. hours yeah go chiefs <laughs> they've had a rough uh, rough start this year but i know hopefully i, I can I, listen to this uh, podcast episode uh in the future and think oh they really came came out of that strong absolutely uh, and i look forward to reading your book jeremy yeah yeah thank you All right. Well, take care. um, And thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks again for listening to my conversation with Nancy. Check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 144. Please review on Apple Podcasts. Gobullos.com.